0: This episode of the podcast is brought to you by playing mini-golf, but taking it way too seriously that Billy is beating you, and you play professionally, so you key his car afterwards, even though you carpooled with yours. I will have a racket back for myself! He who controls the spice controls the universe! Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Roll the Credits, the podcast, the only podcast that did so much spice that our eyes turned blue, then green, then red, then purple. (laughs) I'm Zach. And I'm Frank. And today, we are here to discuss Dune. Not the new one, because the new one didn't come out yet, but 1984's Dune. Yep. And you hated it. Oh, yeah. I know you hated oh, it. Oh, yeah. I mean, I think everybody hated
1: hated it. I, I don't know I think, about I that. think David Lynch hates himself for making it. I feel like this is one of those movies that just keeps him up at night, and he's like, God, that was awful. Well,
0: this was like his only like real blockbuster hit movie. Yeah, and it was trash. It wasn't the best. <laughs> <laughs> um, I can see how people like this. You can? I can. I can. <laughs> really? I just cannot see it. <laughs> Completely blind to that. Like,
1: I literally have almost nothing good to say, about, to it. say about this movie. <laughs> yeah. Like, I figured you there's would. There's pretty much, like, no redeeming qualities. I think the. At- well, all right. Listen. Okay. okay. Let's, yeah, uh, yeah. yeah,
0: we got to backtrack a little bit. Let's get into all the shit. So, Dune came out in 1984. It was directed by David Lynch, who is one of the funniest people I've ever seen. <laughs> you have have you seen him uh not in person yeah but I would love to have a conversation with him uh, yeah I would also love to see him have a conversation with Nicolas Cage or Jim Carrey yeah I think that or would Gary be, Oldman or something just or somebody Jeff like Jeff Goldblum somebody would, crazy Jeff yeah. Goldblum would be a fun one yeah uh so you have Kyle. Gary Busey that would that <laughs> oh, would be a good one <laughs> Gary Busey would be fun so anyways you have Kyle McLachlan who plays Paul your main protagonist you have Francesca Anis, who plays Lady Jessica, his mom. You have Sean Young, who plays Shawnee, who is his Paul's love interest. You have Gergen Prochnov, who plays Duke Leto, his father. You have Patrick Stewart in here for all of like five minutes. Uh, nah, you, he's in it a little bit more than that. He plays Gurney. Uh, you have Kenneth McKillen, who plays Vladimir Harkonnen, who is somewhat... The main antagonist yeah uh and then you have sting who sting, plays fade it? It, it, and you get to see you almost see his penis yeah i <laughs> thought he was gonna be the main antagonist because it's sting <laughs> yeah but whatever you know yeah. i'm a fan of the police right and uh um,
1: <laughs> i mean look i'm gonna read the imdb description of what this plot is about mm-hmm. but i still argue that it's, this is not even really what the movie's about um and this is a film about a duke's son who leads desert warriors against the galactic emperor <laughs> and his father's evil nemesis when they assassinate his father and free their desert world from the emperor's rule. That's really not what this movie's about. This is
0: Macbeth in space, kind of. And like a really shitty version of Macbeth. <laughs> <laughs> so look, I hmm. lost my shit.
1: Yeah. Yeah within the first whatever it was maybe 15 minutes mm-hmm. when Patrick Stewart has that knife fight and they turn into like oh, giant yes, blocks yes.
0: that is the worst CGI I have ever seen and in my life and what entire was the life. point of that
1: why but, did they turn it like what were those force field things why did why did
0: yeah, it because you can break to, through them yeah like they, they have zero <laughs>
1: like protection it's yes. literally just a a, a, a field of mm-hmm. of blocks. You just look like a Lego person. You look stupid.
0: Yes, it does look really
1: bad. And then from there on, I was like, this movie's going to be awful. <laughs> See, from... <laughs> and it from continued, the, and it continued to be really bad.
0: From the opening of, like, the woman just, like, talking about, like, hey, this is what this is all about. Yeah. And I got, like, Star Wars vibes where it's yeah. like, you could have just done... The, the titles like rolling right. down it, it to was tell lit- It
1: was literally like this movie's version of the Star Wars
0: credits. Mm-hmm. But again, it was just really... It wasn't good, man. Yeah, but then I did like some research because this movie came out in 1984. The first Star Wars came out in 1977. Yep. So then I was like, okay, maybe it stole some shit from it. But then the book came out in 1965. Yeah. So technically... Maybe George Lucas saw Dune and was like took some of the aspects from it.
1: Possibly, yeah. I mean, who knows? But like if this was David Lynch's answer to Star Wars, (laughs) a grave, grave misstep. Yes. Like and honestly, there's almost like no action in this movie. Like this movie is boring
0: as fuck. Yeah. I mean, the action that you do get is in kind of like a montage scene and it's like really clunky like not very well choreographed
1: it's very cheesy Mm -hmm. and it's just there's nothing redeeming about this movie unless you like want to sit down and you're like hey like this for me this movie sits in one of those like
0: samurai cop where like it's so bad that it's like kind of enjoyable well that's where i'm kind of like because last episode i said like okay this is considered like a cult classic so, I wanted to watch it because when people say that, what does that mean? Like, how, Like, I want to find something where people truly, truly love this film. And I don't know if that's more of the people that are really hardcore fans of the books. Yeah. That just were like, finally, we get to see like some form of it like on the big screen.
1: And it was ass.
0: The, <laughs> the biggest problem I have with this film is, unlike with Star Wars, unlike with Star Trek... It feels like this movie is trying to cram whatever many books, like four or five books of Dune... All into one. Into one. Yeah. Like, my brother was watching it with me, and he actually read the book. And the book is, like, fucking, like, a foot thick. <laughs> it's a dense book. I don't know book. if it's a foot thick. That's well, like, it's pretty It's like an encyclopedia. <laughs> th- it's, it's, like, it's like a thousand pages. <laughs> but it's pretty thick. Yeah. Um, And he was telling me, like, you know... When we were watching it, he was like, yeah, no, this scene, like, I remember, but it was drawn out for, like, three chapters. Right, yeah. Like, when when Paul and his mom, like, end up going to the the weird rock where they find, like, all the other people that, like, live on this planet. No. And he, like, runs away and punches the guy in the face and then just keeps running. Hilariously, by Hilarious, the way. Hilarious, yes. yeah. But apparently that was supposed to be, like, this big drawn-out fight to yeah, determine, right. like, okay, is he able to, like hold his own yeah
1: and like so i i think that like yeah i i completely agree that i think that they just tried to cram way too much into this like Mm -hmm. i think the newest like the newest rendition of Dune, like what we're going to be getting at least maybe this year hopefully Mm -hmm. is um they've already stated like it's going
0: to be two movies which I think is the smartest thing,
1: yeah. like and you could say, like, oh, it's because they're just trying to get more money and like you know, like they need to have sequels, but no, like I would imagine that something of this dense and this thick like needs more time, yeah, you know, because like unfortunately, because of the simple fact that there is so much that they kind of just try to like gloss over but also cram in, mm-hmm. you have these massive exposition dumps in this yes. movie where it's just like, hey, we're on this planet this is everything that's happened to this planet the the this is who's in charge this is the war that they went through and the, and then you just like are like oh okay i guess i now understand everything and like that's your biggest problem mm-hmm. is these crazy exposition dumps that just are so like i don't care like
0: <laughs> i mean for me like who knows nothing really about dune right it helped because i'm like okay i get some of the lore now like i understand arrakis is like this big planet that's just desert you have Harkonnen, which is like the evil family. You have planet Caladon, who is the planet that Paul is from. Yeah. But there's two other families that they don't mention, really. Because mm-hmm. it's really just Harkonnen and Atreus, Yeah, which is Paul's last name. Right. And that's really it. And then you have like the people that live on Arrakis. Right. And you have the spice, which I just... To remember it, I just associate it with Nicki Minaj because it's Nicki Mel-Nage. <laughs> yeah, you're right. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's it's weird, man. It's a weird movie. Like, it is because
1: like that's kind of like the whole premise of this film is like like oh, the spice is this incredibly, uh, it's a drug. Yeah, but it's also like extremely valuable and like there's only one planet on the world that has it, mm-hmm. and it's kind of like essentially think like. Like, the space race, like, we both are trying to get to this planet, and we're both trying to, like, get here before the other one does, and, you know, extract all of this spice from this planet, because it is the most valuable thing in the entire galaxy.
0: Yeah, and I think, like, I did a small amount of research, because, like, there was a YouTube video where it was, like, okay, explaining, like, Dune, and I guess, like, the spice can awaken, like, certain powers... Like, yeah, like you, you have you, like the, I don't like the soothseers sightseers, the people that like are basically they can read minds. Yeah. yep. And then you have people that like can see the future. And then you have like war fighters that like are really good at space travel, but like it messes up like how their body looks, which is what you get that weird looking thing in the beginning and Which, then you get some big fat guys with boils on their yeah. faces. <laughs> Hilarious when he just starts flying. Floating, Like you're like, <laughs> like what is going and on? And then the Baron is just flying the rest of the movie. Yeah, what
1: about like when when he when he uh when you're like first introduced to him and mm-hmm. there's kind of like that one throwaway character that they just kind of bring in for yes. him to like kill? And he's got like like a plug on his chest, yeah. <laughs> and he just like pulls the plug and like all the blood just comes mm-hmm. out from him and he dies, and you're just like why are you that vulnerable of a person? And why, are you like, okay, you have that plug in your chest. Like, that,
0: is, that just seems like a design flaw yeah. of a human. <laughs> <laughs> like, what are you doing? Yeah. It's just so strange. I did like, though, the idea of the suits on Arrakis. Like, the idea of, okay, like, these suits take, like, sweat, piss, shit, and, like, converts it back into water. Yeah. So you're not, like, dehydrated. Yeah. Because it is a desert planet. Right. And I was like, that's very smart, but very gross. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I don't want to drink my piss. Yeah. And another thing. The worms. So, again, my brother was sitting with me, and he read the book, and I was like, Matt, what the fuck is up with the worms? Like do they they protect the spice but like what does that mean and he was like no nah, they make the spice and i was like what does that mean and he was like they they just do it <laughs> like they, there's not a real concrete explanation for it yeah i think like the the worms just produce it by like moving through the sand
1: like what a mess <laughs> like okay yeah but, but, the but, worms... then they, but then they like come up because like they literally almost kind of ex- like they kind of like bring up like a flaw in their in their own movie through the dialogue. When like they first go to the planet yeah. to like extract those guys out of like the the little like compound that they're built, like, I guess, mining the spice. Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh, they're they're attracted by like vibrations. And like they, I think it's Paul mm-hmm. and he's like, but like, w- why? Why do the worms come and like do this? And, we're, and the guy was just like. I don't know. We don't. We haven't really figured that out yet, and it, it just feels like the movie yeah. is just like trying to like like it's stumbling over its own like lore.
0: I know. Like I know I mean, exactly what you're talking about too, because the line was as the relationship with the spice. Who knows? Yeah, because it's talking about the worms. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like, what, like, why are we here then? Like, was like, what book do I have to read to find out? Yeah, the worms are kind of cool. They're big. I like that they're. It's practical effects of yeah. like puppets. Yeah. I think that's
1: a really smart idea. I thought it was cool when they when they actually like extracted those guys out. Yes, and then they and then they lift up and then you see like the the worm like so big that it actually like eat, like the entire mouth of the worm eats like the whole um, the mining. Uh, what building, whatever like yeah. that they're that they're using, and like it comes
0: up out of the sand. And I was like, oh, that was pretty cool. Yeah, you get then, David Lynch in there for a second too. Yeah, yeah, which I thought was fun.
1: Yeah, it's cool. Like there, there is like there are some cool things about the movie that like are like, oh, that that was a that was potential there. Yes, there was there really was like actual potential there. But I mean, the potential is far and few.
0: Yeah, I mean, you have like the weird guns too, where it's like they go off sound. Yeah, and. It's a cool idea. Yeah. But it just looks really weird at the same time. Yeah. So and
1: it, I guess you can't blame like the movie on that because if like that's what's in the book and like that's how it's explained then okay, mm-hmm. it is what it is. But like it that's like that's like the least of my complaints. Like you yeah. know what I mean? Like at the, at the end of the day, it's like the movie itself is just boring. Like there is almost no action mm-hmm. and you have like, and then you have like these weird like internal dialogues that like yes. they like whisper, yes. like speak in their own heads. Like
0: Paul is doing that constantly, and it's to just himself. like,
1: why are we doing
0: this? Like it really just kind of breaks the momentum of a conversation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because like though like paul will be having a conversation with somebody and then immediately switch to talking to himself in his head and then
1: the other person is just sitting there <laughs> just waiting like, waiting be, for him to respond and uh, it's just like are you like, okay buddy? so like if you yeah so like th- just think about it like this like if you if you and i were are having a conversation or in this movie th- if two people are having a conversation and then they and then they just erase the dialogue from the internal one and they just left it blank the two characters would just be standing just staring at each other for like 14 seconds yeah it's like it's like Um, uncomfortable
0: it's like Blade Runner too where it's like the internal monologue just constantly throughout the film and it's like what are you doing
1: it's really bizarre man it's Mm. it's a very very strange movie honestly like from like an everything standpoint like Mm -hmm. I didn't find like the costume design is so strange it's the way that these like the eyebrows yes and like the hair Mm -hmm. is just like it's borderline just, like, comedic. Like, and I don't know, like, if that was supposed to be the point. Or, like, are these people supposed to look, like, extremely flamboyant and just ridiculous? Mm. Because, like, when they show up on screen, like, if I'm an actor and they're like, okay, hey, your makeup's on. I look at myself in the mirror and that's what I look <laughs> like. I'm fucking leaving. I'm like, no, this is ridiculous. This, not my gig. <laughs> <laughs> I'll find another. <laughs> yeah, like, this
0: was just not, like, what it, I, it's just so strange. I know. Like, I mean, the costume designs definitely looked weird to me. The dialogue throughout it looked really weird. Um,
1: Awful CGI that just hasn't aged well. And I I would say that even for the time... It was bad. It looked pretty bad.
0: (laughs) Um, And and knowing David Lynch, this is the least David Lynch thing he's ever put out. Right. Like, this is so tame. And it it doesn't
1: feel... it, It feels like a director who isn't super passionate about what he's making.
0: Yeah. But he also was given the opportunity to do one of the Star Wars... And he was like, "Not nah, fuck Star Wars." Okay, and then did this. <laughs> <laughs> so-, <laughs> yeah, okay. so he saw like some potential in this, but I don't know, like if it was part of like the budget or like just because he wrote the screenplay too. So it's yeah. like, did he have it where he wanted to stay like really true to the source material to like please the fans, or did he go completely out of left field and just take bits and pieces from it? Because I don't know, honestly. Right, yeah. Because that seems like something that David Lynch would do is he would take, like, some ideas and then just make it his own. Yeah. Because you look at this and you look at his first movie of Eraserhead. And yes. I don't know if you've ever seen Eraserhead. I have seen Eraserhead. That shit is crazy. Yeah, but it's also, like,
1: smaller. Like, yes. Like, it's, it's, like, again, like, this is, like, a, like you said, like a blockbuster. Like, this mm. is, like, an epic of sorts. Yeah. And I don't necessarily know if David Lynch really is that kind of director.
0: I don't I mean he put like half of the cast of Twin Peaks in here. Right. The only person that he basically didn't put in was Laura Dern. Yeah. Which is like his go-to girl. Right. But like
1: like even Twin Peaks is like epi- like it's episodic. Mm-hmm. So like although like if you look at Twin Peaks as an as a, you know, as a totality of it, you're like okay, it is an epic of sorts, mm-hmm. but it's it's given in in more bite-sized pieces so you can like take a director and have him just focus on okay this is what we're doing here and then you know moving on to the next thing opposed to trying to weave together an entire you know a, a, you know whatever a huge book into a, a two-hour movie yeah you know what i mean so there's like a really weird i think disconnect of like david lynch's maybe he's just like not like maybe maybe this movie proved mm-hmm. that there is a ceiling to his talents and he isn't a a epic action packed adventure director and like that's okay mm-hmm. like that yeah. you
0: know like you don't you don't need to be you know like yeah cuz he really does well when it comes to mystery stuff and just out there
1: yeah like weird abstract like Artsy, smaller contained like, films. Mm-hmm. Like that's kinda like where he I think succeeds his best at. And I just don't think that this movie played to his, you know, strengths. I yeah. mean there are some definitely like some some things that you feel like okay, like hey, like David Lynch put his own like little twist on that, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh in this movie. But I mean like overall this this feels like this feels like the spy kids of <laughs> Robert Rodriguez's did. like filmography hey, where it's like
0: two still stands as a Listen, great movie i'm not
1: saying that they're bad movies i'm just saying that it's like such like a random thing yes. that like is like thrown into the filmography of a director you know what i mean yeah it's like you make once upon a time in Hollywood or once upon a time uh, in, mexico. in mexico and you make you know pushing fucking... boots <laughs> yeah <laughs> and, like, it's just like it's just like weird like things and i feel like this movie feels like a left field And he's already a left field director, so Mm. maybe this feels like a right field kinda (laughs) kinda movie for him. And it's just like this doesn't fit David Lynch's aesthetic.
0: Yeah, because this is, like I said, like his blockbuster hit success in a sense. And maybe because like he has way more control in like the indie scene as opposed to like big time commercial studios, so they might have pressured him to like really contain, like, okay, this is what we're going for. Yeah. And Again, like with the movie itself, it just feels like crammed because it's one movie where it should be a trilogy, if anything. Right. And you have it where it's like the the dialogue and everything else feels like Macbeth, Star Trek, and Star Wars trying to all mix together. Yeah, And some points it hits well, other points it really doesn't. Like the fantasy aspect of it... I, I was almost like, man, if I if I knew ahead of time what Dune was, I could be like, okay, this is really cool because they added in like these little things or they added in like this house or like they, they did something where it's like it's in the book. Yeah. But because I haven't read it, I'm going based off the movie. Right. And the movie to me, I'm intrigued by how this system works, like, this whole universe. Yeah. But I don't feel like it's giving me enough in one singular movie to be, like, I know what's going on. I guess I
1: could say that this film makes me excited for the new ones. Yes. Because... The trailers alone look awesome. Yeah, and it just looks like a a more cohesive film already, Mm -hmm. just through the trailers. Whether or not it ends up being one, who knows, but... This movie, I think the the biggest thing I get the the biggest praise I can say is that it it laid down the groundwork of something that has potential. Yeah. And and now, okay, let's have a different director come in and try to like really build this up and and flush it out and make it interesting and take out what we don't need and and make it more visual mm-hmm. storytelling than just giant exposition dumps and weird internal dialogues and you know just over cheesy acting and stuff like that like let's get some let's like because cause, you know at the end of the day like there are some big names in this movie but mm-hmm. like it still just comes across like so like like a b movie like it comes across so like corny and cheesy yeah you know and this
0: is only this is sting's only like movie role yeah yeah ever
1: yeah Rightfully so. Yeah. <laughs>
0: um, you could have put Bowie in this. Yeah, he would have had more fun that in it. Felt
1: that's what it felt like, though. You know, yeah, it felt like the man from out. What was that movie? The man who fell to earth. Yeah, like that's kind of like what this movie felt felt like for me. Um, I, I I guess I enjoy the man who fell from Earth better, though. Yeah,
0: there you go. See, you liked it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, in a sense, like I ended up, I ended up leaving this movie enjoying myself because maybe I went in knowing that it sits in the cult classic realm. So it's either going to be that, like, it hits, like, a certain audience or it doesn't. Yeah. And by the end of this, like, even though I was confused, even though I had no idea what Dune really was... Yeah, because the plot is thin in this movie, man. Yes. Um, It really... Like, to explain it doesn't really make sense. Because <laughs> yeah. it's literally just... Paul has an ability where he can see the future and also do telepathy. So he's kind of the rightful king to arrakis yeah but he doesn't know that yet Mm -hmm. but then also his sister who was born has way better abilities so it's like she's just gonna take over eventually you know that right (laughs) yeah (laughs) and so it in a sense like when i when i watch it it has like that fantasy sci-fi aspect that i always am like okay cool like sci-fi stuff i just don't think that it landed the way that it could have but by the end of it, I knew what I was going into, and I had a fun time, like watching how corny, but how sci-fi esque it was. Mm-hmm. I didn't. <laughs> <And> I know. <laughs> I thought there was. I thought
1: there was one cool. There was actually like one cool scene that I thought, and and I knew what was going to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, was it
0: the worm riding? No, it was actually. <laughs> it, it was actually a small scene, mm-hmm. like
1: that you probably wouldn't think of when you think of Dune. But there was a, a tension building scene. And again, like I knew that when it was finished, like what the outcome was going to be, but I still enjoyed watching it was when Paul sticks his hand in the box and it feels like Mm. his skin is melting off and his hand is like falling apart. And then I was like, I know that when he pulls his hand out, his hand's going to be fine. Like, I know this is all just like a mental trick. Yeah. But like that tension building of like two characters and, and like, okay, Paul has Never, like you know, that was the longest that anybody has ever with, like, withstood that type of pain before in that scenario that she's done with other people. Mm-hmm. So, like, the whole idea of like him being like the strongest of of the bunch, you know, and like it's like okay, cool, like you're building him up to like clearly be something that is to be like you know, just he's a big deal or he yeah. has the potential to be like a big deal, and then it just doesn't really. And the ending is just so, like, ugh. Eh. It's very
0: Star Wars esque, yeah. where it's like, ah, look, the one. Yeah. And, and then that's it.
1: Yeah. And I don't know. And then, like, the gross, obese. Yeah. It's just like, I'm done with it. <clears> I'm <throat> over it. Like, it was. I don't know, man. Three out of ten.
0: (laughs) I give it six loogies out of ten. That loogie that Baron did. Disgusting. Yeah. I give it six. Squeeze it. (laughs) Squeeze it. Where is my practitioner? (laughs) (laughs) To like squeeze
1: the boils out. Oh, my gosh. So, yeah. Dune. Yeah. Well, hey, we did it. But again, I am excited about the new ones. I am,
0: too. I think it's going to be really cool. Um, It sucks that it keeps getting pushed back because it was supposed to be last year. Yeah. But, but
1: hey, it's got my boy in it. It's got it's got a few of my boys in it. Oscar Isaac. Yeah, Timothy that's that's Charlie who man. I'm excited for. So I'm happy. Mm-hmm. Um, Zach, you have a recommendation?
0: I do. And as a as a saving grace for it, I would like to recommend David Lynch himself. He is, like I said in the beginning of this, just such an outlandish person. Yeah. Um, not even so much for like what he's done because, again, I've talked about it countless times. I love Twin Peaks. Like I, I know absolutely you do. adore Twin Peaks. I think that's like will always be, like, his main thing. Yeah. Um, Eraserhead was awesome. Uh, Firewalk With Me was a really cool prequel slash sequel to Twin Peaks. But, like, David Lynch as a person is so unique and quirky and interesting himself. Like, I don't know if you know, he does, like, and he's been doing this for, like, decades. He, he'll he have, like, this webisode where, like, he just goes on every morning and tells people what the weather is, where he's at. <laughs> he's done, like, such some... A strange guy. He's done such fun things, like... Honestly, like, if you just go on YouTube and type in David Lynch for eight minutes, it, there's just... It, it's so funny, like, the shit that he's doing on there. Like, he'll just be like, Who the fuck gives a shit how long a scene is? Yeah. And he'll just talk about pie. And I told you, like, he had this thing for, um one of his movies to promote laura dern to win an oscar and it's just a picture of laura dern saying vote for her for the oscar yeah and he's sitting with a cow yeah um there's another thing he he made his own coffee which he put out a commercial for it which is just four minutes of him talking to a barbie doll until it finally shows the coffee (laughs) He made a couple of, like, PS2 commercials that are just super out there. Yeah,
1: he's a unique... Uh, he is. A unique voice in, in Hollywood.
0: Today, I was thinking about cherry pie. <laughs> <laughs> That's my David Lynch impression. So, yeah, David Lynch is who I recommend. Just check out, like, on YouTube, like, eight minutes of him. It, you won't be disappointed. It's very quirky <laughs> and very fun.
1: All right. Frank, what are we doing next? Uh, next episode, we are going to be doing a discussion of something that is very near and dear to my heart, and that is going to be, should Blockbuster come back? Really? I'm excited. Very this nice. <laughs> <laughs> that uh, will be fun. <laughs> uh,
0: so, um, Zach, take us out. All right, guys. Thank you for listening. Now, Frank, fear is the mind killer.